0: Hello and welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here today with a special, special, special edition of the Pod Charles Cinecast with one of our biggest, special, special, special guests we've ever had. Now, before I get to that, the good stuff. We have a little bit of uh, housekeeping that we need to do because, you know, of course there was a giant, giant, giant elephant that snuck its way into the room over the weekend as on Halloween evening, the UK government has introduced a second national lockdown, which of course means that the Prince Charles Cinema will have to close for the second time this year on Thursday, and that will as it stands, last until the 2nd of December. While this is horrible and incredibly disheartening news that I have to deliver again um, for the second time this year, and I don't want to be in the position to do another one of these episodes, but, you know, it's... It's hard, and I don't have all the information I need to best deliver you our plans at the cinema. But I will say that we will be back again, like we said the first time. And this will hopefully only be a month, and we will reopen. This, of course, will all become more and more clear what's going on, you know, this week as I get more info. And as with the first lockdown, we will continue to, you know, keep our eyes on what's going on, what the government's saying, and continue to update you guys when we can, you know, about more information about when we can get our doors reopened. So be sure to keep an eye out on our social media and our mailing list for all the most up-to-date information. Of course, as with the first lockdown, if you have tickets to any of the shows that are affected by the shutdown, we will be reaching out to all ticket holders within the coming days and weeks to offer you refunds, ticket exchanges, or credit notes. So just please bear with us. It's a very small team. As I was saying during the whole lockdown that we went through, we, ha- we have a small team here, and it's only a few of us that are working on these refunds and stuff, so if you just uh, be patient with us. We're going to reach out to everyone. We've even had a few people who've reached out to us already to say they don't need refunds, and they're offering to donate their tickets to us, which is incredibly lovely, and we thank you guys so much, but just please wait until you get our email first um, to inform us of this, because... Our inboxes, of course, have been filling up and we are being over inundated with requests. So the less work for the team that's already stretched out, uh, you know, the better. So, you know, obviously this throws a big wrench into our plans, you know, at the cinema, you know, because we had been doing pretty well, like with our reopening and things were put into place with our social distancing and our, you know, our rinse air machines to purify the air and, you know, going above and beyond being the best we can possibly be at the cinema. And obviously we want to keep going. We're going to keep going. We are going to do this, but we need your help to, you know, if you want to help us out to just keep trying to buy memberships. If you already have a membership, you know, you don't need to buy one yourself. Buy one for a friend, Buy buy one for a family member. It makes a great Christmas gift. Christmas is around the corner. And of course there's gift vouchers over at the website as well. So you can buy gift vouchers in place of future tickets or you can buy them in place of future drinks and snacks to you know to buy at the bar and kiosk at the cinema when we reopen so if you want to do that head over to com. you can do that or you can visit pccwebstore.com and pick up some merchandise you know and you can wear your support tell people about us tell people to support us we want to keep cinema open because it's important to keep showing all these great films that we try to deliver you know each and every day, year round, you know, unless we're shut down and we we got to keep this going. So hopefully this will only be a month and we will all get through this and hopefully we'll get through this next lockdown with minimal damage. And, you know, hopefully maybe later this week or next week on the podcast, we'll be back and I'll deliver you guys with more info of what I have and uh, all the details going on. You know, this week was supposed to be a fun one. Bill is noticeably absent, it's just me, as I was giving him the week off in lieu of our planned episode. Because we have a very, very special guest, and we're just going to keep the show rolling. We're going to have fun anyway, because we have the one and only Bruce Campbell on the podcast this week. And while we were supposed to be shouting out about the fact that the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 were joining the program on Friday the 13th of November... And we had it on sale and a lot of tickets sold. But yeah, well, that's not going to be happening now. But hey, as I said, we're going to keep the show going. and We will be having some fun. So Bruce Campbell, he's joining us in celebration of the new release of Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead on 4K UHD and Blu-ray, which is out on the 16th of November, courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Stay tuned after the interview so you can find out how you can win a copy. Huh? Stick around. As we have one to give away. And uh, let's just get to it. You know, let's get the show on the road. You guys came here to listen to a really awesome interview, and I'm going to give it to you right now. Here is Mr. Bruce Campbell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the Pond Charles Cinecast today is armed with a chainsaw for a right hand, and he's carrying his trusty boomstick in his left hand, and he's here to talk with us today about the groovy new release of The Evil Dead on 4K Ultra HD. You may know him as Ash Williams. Well, held to the king, baby, it's Bruce Campbell. How are you doing today, Bruce?
1: Good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Sorry for the cheesy intro there.
1: Yeah, that was uh, very, very cheesy.
0: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time you know, out of your schedule to come chat with us today. It really means a lot to us here at the Prince Charles Cinema.
1: Well, you know, you don't often have another Evil Dead release. I'm kidding, of course. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like we're on release number 56, you know, which version of the, you know, DVD, Blu-ray. You know, digital this, digital that. But that's okay. It helps the negative stay in good shape.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually kind of perfect for, like, leading into my first question. I was going to ask, uh, you know, how does it feel to have gone from, like, a kid who's just making his making Super 8 films with his friends in Michigan, and then you and Sam Raimi decide to just bet on yourselves and turn a short film into this low-budget feature-length horror film and then it just blows up to this massive cult phenomenon that it is today and it's shown here regularly at the Prince Charles Cinema just still like on the big screen and it's also getting, you know, a brand new 4K remaster almost 40 years later.
1: Well, what's even crazier is uh, here in the states we Evil Dead got into a 100 a drive-in movie theaters this summer. Oh, amazing. Um because of the COVID thing, drive-ins were they became cool and hip again. Yeah. And so I did a couple of early appearances in like July and August in at drive-ins because they were COVID safe. You're in your car.
2: Mm-hmm. you
1: tune in now through your car stereo, not the crappy speaker that you used to put on there. Yeah. And it's a pretty damn good setup, I have to say. So I may wind up doing more drive-ins. You know, I started in drive-in movies. So might as well end in drive-in movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's awesome that it still just has this lasting legacy that like people are still wanting to go out to see it. But it's very slow, though. Don't,
1: don't, don't be too convinced about how fast this all happened. I mean, the movie itself took three years to finish.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We filmed it in 1979, but nobody saw it until 82 or 83. So everyone mm-hmm. keeps thinking the anniversary is from the 80s the anniversary is from 1979 when we first filmed the damn thing. Yeah. So, and then, you know, when it came out, it actually did. Okay. It did. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were second to ET in, in some markets in the UK and, you know, the UK is really what saved us
2: because yeah.
1: we could not get a, a US release. No one was interested. Uh, and then uh, palace pictures took it. And, you know, you talk about the Prince Charles cinema, What they did is they went, no, 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 this is not a low budget movie. We're going to make this look like the Poseidon adventure. And they, they did big blow up photographs of the monsters and people's faces. And you really look like you were going to see like a big Hollywood movie, but it was all complete baloney because this movie's you know, about $400,000, but (laughs) it did the trick and it sort of put us on the map. And then we were able to go back and finally get a deal in the U.S. with uh, New Line Cinema. So yeah. we, we Sam Raimi, he always insists that we refer to England as Mother England because it really <laughs> it saved Evil Dead and it gave birth yeah. to Evil Dead. So the Prince Charles Cinema, we will always have a, a very uh, fond portion in our heart for that because it really it, it put us on the map. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm uh, I'm 31, so I've come to this like obviously through the cult sort of fanaticism of Evil Dead, but like I see, <laughs> sure. I see the photos and stuff of what it was like here in '83 when it was released by Palace Pictures, and it's incredible. I mean, our reograph has that amazing Evil Dead logo, you know, decked out on it, and then like you said, the the big giant pictures adorning the front of the building. Uh, I know Sam came over for some of those, uh, some of the release here in the UK in the original run. Did you manage to make it over at all?
1: I did. We Sam and I did a little bit of PR in, in in the UK, and but just just briefly, like we were there for maybe a week. Yeah. Something like that. It was just a very surreal, quick experience.
0: Yeah. Well, we're talking about a release here today. I mean, uh, obviously, you 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 guys have this new 4K Ultra HD coming out, but the original release back in the uk through palace they did that weird unique thing that's not really done where they released it sort of simultaneously it seems with uh you know coming out theatrically here but then also they were releasing it on their home market and it kind of ended up becoming like what was dubbed as the number one video nasty like do you have any like memories of like or thoughts about the censorship particularly like with the evil dead here in the uk
1: well they Yes, you can. The, the difference in the States and the UK is in the UK, the government can say, you must remove this scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you will do this. Whereas in the States, you can say, just give me the R rating then. Yeah. Or just give me the NC-17. I'm not going to take that out. So, you know, there's a little different how they handle it. But what was so funny, the irony is because it was labeled the video nasty, mm-hmm. um, it built up all this interest.
2: So Absolutely. when it finally
1: got released, people were like, I gotta see what this video nasty was, and it just was a self fulfilling prophecy. It became the number one video in the UK in eighty three. Yeah. I've, I've got the, the article that, that I you know printed out. And it's you, you go down the list and the shining I think is number eight.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> and I just love the fact that we beat the shining. We beat Stan Kubrick at his own game.
0: There you go. That's I mean, that's all you need, really. That that was a lot for us. Let me let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Stephen King, who wrote The Shining,
1: endorsed our movie and basically that also put us on the map because we got some bad reviews for Evil Dead at the beginning. And then mm-hmm. Stephen King saw it at the Cannes Film Festival, called it the most ferociously original horror film of the year, and it turned everybody's head. Yeah. We asked him if we could use the quote and shockingly he said yes. So we put, it on the, we put it on the poster. The next review after that was from Kevin Thomas of the L.A. Times calling Evil Dead an instant classic. <laughs> so thank you, Stephen King, for putting a force field around our movie and really for help. He helped Evil Dead 2 get made also, which yeah. is what most people don't know. He was directing Maximum Overdrive mm-hmm. for Dino De Laurentiis, And a crew member that we had been using to help, you know, do uh, budgets and things like that, we couldn't use her anymore because we couldn't get the money for Evil Dead 2. So she went off and she got on that crew with Stephen King. She's shooting the shit with Stephen King one day. And he's like, what have you been working on? She goes, oh, I was trying to work on Evil Dead 2, but they couldn't get the money. And Stephen King was like, well, wait a second. I'll just tell Dino. So he called Dino up and he goes, Dino. You should make this movie. And so we made a deal for Evil Dead 2 in about five minutes, again because of Stephen King. So I owe him a I owe him a nice big cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> Maybe one day we can somehow convince Stephen King to come here to the Prince Charles Cinema and you can come and you guys can have coffee on our stage and then present the Evil Dead on the big screen.
1: That would be good. <laughs> I I would show up for that. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, just a couple of fun questions for you. Uh, what's your favorite of the three original Evil Dead films, if you have one? Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2? Yeah.
1: Uh, Evil Dead 1, We will always, I, I will always uh, hold Evil Dead 1 in my heart, only because mm-hmm. there was no director's cut. There's yeah. no studio cut. There's only one cut. There's only one version of it. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead 2, we had more money, more experience, and it was a it was just an interesting and we wanted to be fiscally responsible because we had gone over budget on a couple of movies and we wanted to get it right. Yeah. And, and, and we did. And creatively we were not really messed with that much, but once you get to army of darkness, it's a full studio thing, re-editing, you know, it, it became uh, a very much a classic studio nightmare story.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, so probably evil dead too of all of them. Yeah. It, It sort of lands in a good spot.
0: Mm hmm. Well, Ash Williams is such a like a fun character. And, you know, he goes from the first film sort of humble and out of his element to being forced to dealing with the madness, you know, of the chaos around him in the second film to being like a full fledged action star in Army of Darkness. Uh, Like, how important is that character to you? And like, how much did you put into developing him over the years?
1: Well, you know, it's a partnership. Me and Sam were pretty much partners on it. You know, Mm -hmm. he wrote it. He created the character. But then it was when we got to the second movie. It's like okay, the guy's more like a Vietnam veteran. He's had some experience now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And by the third, he's a full-on trash talker. Yeah. I, I think Sam really was in favor of him being um, kind of the ugly American by the time you get to Ash. Yeah. And then really by the time we then you take a huge jump of twenty-five years to get to Ash versus Evil Dead, and now. The guy is completely washed up. And that's my favorite about the whole thing. Ash has never had any special skills, which mm-hmm. I think any guy in the audience goes, dude, I could do that. I could do that. And yes. I think that's part of the appeal is that he, doesn't, he has, he's no more skillful than anybody in the audience. In fact, several people in the audience would be more skilled than him. <laughs> At least a handful of men or women in the audience could do as good or better a job, yeah, but that's what makes it horrifying. He could be killed at any minute he has no he doesn't have you know there's no kryptonite there's no he doesn't have a he doesn't have a special sword or shield or anything
0: he's yeah just a dude yeah i I think he's just so relatable i think it's just it's just awesome you know a couple of questions here just i grew up with you basically on my television screen a lot you know. You were in like Hercules and Xena yeah. and then uh, the Adventures of Briscoe Jr. and Jack of All Trades, you know, so I saw you a lot. And then my pals introduced me to like Bubba Hotep and Maniac Cop and the Evil Dead series. And also, I just want to mention my love for Burn Notice <laughs> I really like Burn Notice. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing about Burn Notice. Yeah. I want to thank you for just basically a fun childhood. But, uh, you know, out of, out of all those characters, is Ash your favorite, favorite role you've ever done?
1: i go with top five usually. Yeah. Because it's hard, like, uh Hotep was a really fun role. Absolutely. Briscoe was a really fun role. Uh, Autolycus was a really fun role. Mm-hmm. So there have been uh, roles that are uh, very, very enjoyable over the years. And So the trick now is just stick around long enough to get a few more of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you only have a little bit of time left. I can't go, you know, go without mentioning your work in, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man series, like, uh, my co-host on the podcast uh-huh. here, he absolutely loves it. You know, you have you were the person who actually named Spider-Man. I, I named Spider-Man in the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the only character who's ever defeated Spider-Man in the second one. Yep. Because I won't let him into the theater because he's his yep. girlfriend. And then part three, I'm really the only mortal that a superhero <laughs> yeah. has ever been approached to help. Like, yeah. Uh, superheroes don't usually come to mortals Asking for help. In this case, help marrying Mary Jane. You know, but yeah. I figure out he, he didn't he didn't help him too much because he was kind of a dick to him in the first two movies. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's how I saw it.
0: Well, in the second film, you you refused, like you said, you you beat him, you refuse his entry to the theater.
1: That's right. Yeah, I defeated Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, we are a cinema that still has uh, ushers in our screens. Do you have any tips for our ushers in dealing with late customers? Yeah, don't let them in. just simple (laughs) to the point yeah they
1: should just be turned away yep sorry (laughs) you're gonna spoil the illusion
0: yeah well we do have a 10 minute rule if you show up you know after 10 minutes that's it's a no-go
1: that's a good one that's a good one
0: do you have any updates about like uh the future of the evil dead i know you were working on evil dead rise is that still the name of it
1: yeah, Evil Dead Rise is, uh, mm-hmm. is written, and uh, we're in the process of finding a suitable uh, financier. And then awesome. we will begin on it, uh, hopefully early in 2021, and get this, get this party started. It's an urban. We're going to do an urban, Evil Dead. It's awesome. time to get out of the woods.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard.
1: So there's lots of horror to be told in, uh, in urban settings. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be fun. Sam Raimi handpicked another director, Lee Cronin,
2: mm-hmm. who
1: we're very excited about. And uh, we'll keep the story going. It's really just a continuation of what happens when a normal person has to save the world from evil. Yep. That's it. That's the entire premise. Awesome. Um, no special forces, no ex Navy SEAL, just a schmo. And in this case, it'll be, you know, a single mom. <laughs> yeah. Who so can be very tough, mind you. Let me just say there's, nothing, there's often nothing tougher. Than a single mom.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm the product of a single mom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're
0: tough. So you've hung up the ash boots, right? Retired the character. I have. I've hung
1: up the ash boots, but, you know, we're going to stay involved. I'm going to do the voice for the New Evil Dead game, which will hopefully be out within a year or so. They kept getting delayed because platforms keep changing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually they'll get on top of it and put this thing out. So I'll always be involved, but it's just physically too demanding to play that role anymore. I I did it for three seasons. We left it all on the table. Mhm. That's all I got. That's all I got.
0: Yep. I mean, it's a hell of a legacy really, so yeah. Um, well, we can't wait for the, you know, to see the new film when it's finally out. I'm sure we'll play it here at the Prince Charles Cinema. Do you have any, you know, final words for the listeners or to your fans here at the Prince Charles Cinema and here in London?
1: Yes. Um, even the little guy can win because the the
0: two sons
1: of, of Bart Pierce who did the special effects meltdown stop animation with Tom Sullivan for Evil Dead he had two sons okay they go off to be filmmakers they're about on their third movie they had their their movie booked at a drive-in in the United States they were going to do a kitschy drive-in tour because it's kind of a horror comedy mm-hmm. and I can't even tell you the name of their movie they put it out in May all the, the COVID hits all the American movie theaters shut down except what? Except for drive-ins. Yep. Their movie, this little this little horror comedy from the Pierce brothers was number 1 at the box office for 5 weeks in a row. They tied Avatar. Wow. So filmmakers out there, fear not. You can still have great victories just like we beat The Shining. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, with films like The Evil Dead, we're we're still powering on here at the Prince Charles Cinema. Just reopened, so it's really nice to have an amazing program that includes The Evil Dead.
1: Great. Can't wait. I I hope uh, hope it's a fun screening.
0: All right, Bruce, uh, I guess I'll let you get going now. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. It was a blast talking to you. And from everyone here at the Prince Charles Cinema, thank you. We love you. We respect your work. And, yeah, have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you to you as well, my friend. I'll see you for the sequel.
0: Yeah. Cheers. (laughs) All
1: right. Thanks, mate.
0: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the evil dead is available on 4k ultra HD and blu-ray on November the 16th, courtesy of Sony pictures, home entertainment. And thanks so much again to Mr. Bruce Campbell for joining us It was amazing to talk to him. It was really, really cool. I can't believe it actually happened. I was so excited. It had been in the works for the last couple weeks, and I was just so, you know, excited to... I wanted to shout about it from the rooftops, but obviously we were kind of keeping it pretty super low-key until it actually happened, because I didn't want to jinx anything. But it did happen. I did get to talk to him. It was really cool. It was fun to just hear him say some really nice things about the Prince Charles Cinema, and also to uh, just goof around with them about like Spider-Man and stuff. So yeah, be sure to get your copy of evil dead on 4k ultra HD either via Amazon. And there's even some super cool exclusive sets available via HMV. It comes with the 4k disc and Blu-ray plus the limited edition art on the slipcase, a poster and art cards. So that's pretty cool. Again, this is available on the 16th of November via those outlets, but Hey, like I said before the interview, we've got a copy of the Evil Dead 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray pack to give away today to one lucky listener. If you want a chance to win your own copy, to own your own copy of this, all you have to do is pop us an email at podcast at com and tell me, what is your favorite Evil Dead film and why? Is it the Evil Dead? Is it Evil Dead 2? Is it Army of Darkness or even the 2013 remake or hey? you want to tell me how much you love ash versus evil dead go ahead if that's your favorite go ahead so one lucky entrant will be selected again that email is podcast at prince and tell me what's your favorite evil dead film and why now that's not it we're gonna keep the show going we're gonna close this episode off in honor of the man bruce campbell himself so thanks again bruce for joining us it was amazing and also in honor of the release of the evil dead on 4k uhd out the 16th of November with the discussion of the Evil Dead trilogy from this time last year all the way back on episode 26 where Mr. Robert Smith, not that Robert Smith, joined myself and Phil to talk about all these wacky movies. I hope you guys all enjoy this walk down memory lane as this is one of my favorite episodes from the archives. So, yeah, Enjoy. <music> did you want to come talk to us about big boy mr robert smith of (laughs) the cure
3: yeah well the absolute wonderful chaotic evil dead trilogy to be perfectly (laughs) somehow blunt but also taking my sweet time about it (laughs) yeah
4: Um, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you yeah i want to talk about evil
0: dead (laughs) evil dead Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, that Dead, was by, dawn. dead and by Dawn, Army of Darkness. I think nowadays it's actually just called Evil Dead Two, but yeah, originally yeah, yeah, yeah. it was released as Dead by Dawn. Oh, um, two, five, and two. Evil Dead Three, Army of Darkness. It was actually called uh, Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead here in the UK, apparently. Oh. Which is a bad mm. title, The Medieval? Yeah. Do yeah.
4: you get it? Do you get yeah. it? I'll tell you, get it. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book. It's sure to come calling for me. Your girlfriend, you take care of her.
0: the evil dead we have ash williams played by bruce campbell his girlfriend and three pals travel to a cabin in the woods for a fun night away there they find an old book the necronomicon Ex (laughs) mortis. His text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. The friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life. Yeah, yeah, dude. (laughs) Metal. So metal. So black metal. It's, it's, Uh, It's... Yeah. Such a fun film, right? Fucking
3: so much fun. Although I love how different it, each
0: of these are. We're going to go through them as quick as we can. But I mean, because we, unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. But um, yeah, good God. They're so fun. There's and they're so different. That's
3: different. the thing. just like... So similar too. Okay, so like the first one is like... <laughs> I mean, the like, first
0: two are the same, but... Same. Yeah. Well, they they're are, not, but yeah. they yeah.
3: somehow managed to have a completely different tone. Yeah, we were and, talking about... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the first one is like actually pretty... Scary. Yeah, I mean, it's, you always kind when of, whenever I look back on The Evil Dead and I, I think of it, <laughs> My I'm, younger like, days. I'm like, oh, they're fucking jokes, isn't <laughs> there? And then <laughs> yeah, I watch yeah. the first one, I'm like,
2: it just, it's, it's so intense you get
3: like what 15-20 minutes of build up and then it's just like here we go Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like just, he's
4: throwing the camera again. it's so
3: good you know where there'll be yeah. like there'll be demons and then they will be like,
2: oh Ash <laughs> thank you you saved
3: me and it's like oh honey you're back thank you and then yeah. just, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and just uh, like from the floor, from you know? the floor. Yeah, I think they're amazing because not only like you're saying totally different each film mm-hmm. but then they're also like just the the way like the character ash like ash. just his his he grows so much yeah, between from the, three the three like
3: films. the first shot to like yeah. the last shot of the, the third film yeah because like, the first
0: film he's like he's a, he's a complete he's York. the wimp yeah, yeah. yeah. He is the,
1: the wimp scott is the, wimp. The, the, the badass yeah, yeah. But, although
0: scott's badassery gets Called into question immediately when he walks up onto the porch and that swing is just beating against the fucking yeah. the side of the house and he goes to get the key and he's just like looking Shaking back yeah. And, oh, yeah, and yeah oh yeah because like, none of them
3: are in control at thing. all yeah, exactly. but then like yeah just ash grows into this like absolute yeah frankly I think it's quite a. Harrowing portrayal of one man's descent into like madness, just absolute nihilism. I think he wrecking. stops giving a fuck. Do I mean he's so, so quick to brandish like a fucking yeah. shotgun yeah. and turn his arm chainsaw. into a chainsaw? Yeah, because yeah. uh, he's still
4: spitting out the one line.
3: And yeah, the, still, the first film, yeah, groovy. Groovy. He
0: Spends the whole time like just battling, like it says the, the the decision he has to make that decision, and that's to like so is completely. he going to kill his girlfriend? Yeah, like just chop yeah. her head off, and he's so worried about it, and later on, he's in the second like, film and the third film, off. he's like, lop yeah, fuck off. it. Just yeah. Who this. needs heads? Who needs
2: heads? What Raimi...
0: everybody want?
4: <laughs> here
0: we there go, here go. go. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi shot a short film called Within the Woods mm. yeah. uh, to act as a prototype for his uh, feature debut, which also starred Bruce Campbell. Uh, it did the trick. Uh, because it was able, he was able to raise about $90,000 necessary to make the film. Although he had to continue, continue, continue to get yeah. more money for this yeah. thing. It I sounds think by like the end,
3: it was like $300,000 $400,000. It, it sounds like the first two films were like actually pretty nasty to make. Yeah. Like yeah. really grueling, horrible yeah. processes by the sounds of it. He's still
0: trying to yeah. remake that one. <laughs> they shot on location in a remote cabin in Morristown, Tennessee. And like, yeah, the, that just proved really difficult for the whole cast and crew because... It was cold. Uh, they were spraying everyone with like fucking Karo syrup. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was more blood baths than Gangrel's brood giving out everyone hey. blood baths and fucking 90s WWE. I mean, it was nuts. I mean, like <laughs> so many blood baths and everyone's just cold and they're just like just sick. And just mental ball, Also, yeah. like we said in the Shining episode, sometimes directors like to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah. To get a better reaction out of people. And Sam Raimi is known for doing that.
3: Is this about the ankle business?
0: Yeah, there's a bit of that. I don't. I don't know. Just... Well, like Bruce Campbell, like just twisted his ankle or something, and um, when they were making the first <laughs> one, <laughs> the first one, yeah, yeah. And, and he just kept him going. Well, Rainey
3: apparently beat it with a stick <laughs> oh, before <takes>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it it. Yeah.
2: But right, I think, so, Bruce, so, honestly, I, get I think stuff.
3: Bruce Campbell was quite into it. I, I mean, like, if you bro- look into the <laughs> yeah, if you look into it, like he seems. As much a he part crained, of the he? making oh, yeah, of the yeah. film
0: as yeah, Sam Raimi yeah. ever was, as well. Like, apparently, he put money, like he put his parents' house up or whatever, um, <laughs> in order to get like some more money to continue the film. Well, I he, guess it worked yeah. out. Didn't I mean, it? Sam Raimi got I mean, like
4: giving him his career and his
0: character. Yeah, totally. Um, Speaking and... of getting a career out of something, <laughs> did you know that Joel Cohen got his first break as an assistant editor on the film? That's so of Joel sick. and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. not know that. Yeah, before he became an Oscar-winning. Uh, director you know he, he never uh, he
3: never topped the evil dead was no, no. i <laughs> just get that out
0: of the way let's the make that very was. clear hot takes um, but yeah he was inspired by Raimi's DIY filmmaking he and his brother Ethan decided to um, pitch a trailer for Blood Simple the way Raimi did with, within the woods to get money so yeah and now that's very him, common speaking, practice even funnier Dan Hy- Hydea starred in Blood Simple right Bruce Campbell starred in the trailer, the two-minute trailer. (laughs) Blood Simple. For Blood Simple. Simple. I like to think
3: out there there is a world where Bruce Campbell became, like, one of the biggest stars (laughs) of all time. (laughs) He deserves it.
0: Yeah. I was saying that last night, actually, because I I watched Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness back-to-back last night. And I was looking at Julia and my wife. I was just like, how how was he not, like, the biggest leading man like he's so, so, good, so, good. He's so and good he's so good so he's such a good actor he yeah, good good the bit where he fights God. his the own chin in the game. Yeah.
3: is like when he fights his own <laughs> yeah. hand that is yeah. actually phenomenal That's the physical word. He, yeah. could, he could have been in wrestling like yeah, watching sure. that like
4: him throwing himself around oh you're right it's like <laughs> how they always say Charlie Chaplin was the greatest wrestler of all time
3: he may, may well have been
4: exactly Bruce Campbell
3: Bruce Campbell versus Charlie Chaplin dream match oh, yeah at SummerSlam
0: you know, we're talking about some slapsticky humor. Um, Sam Raimi and, uh, I guess, Bruce Campbell, for that uh, matter, they were big Stooges, Three Stooges fans, um, and they that coined the sense. term fake shimp. For the, <laughs> um, what did they coin? So, fake shimp. So, it's a, it's a term that was applied to something that already existed. It's using a stand-in, basically, for someone who... He's already got the part who's already been in the film, but they've left filming and stuff. So okay. they need to complete the film and they just have a stand in for him. And they had to do it quite a bit because this film <laughs> took a long time to make. And they kept running out of money and they kept abandoning bits. And there was lots of budget issues and delays and all that. So, yeah, they had people like Bruce Campbell, Rob Tapered, uh, Josh ba- uh, Becker, uh his assistant David Goodman and his brother Ted Ramey. Oh, Ted. Um, Yeah, yeah. They're all fake shimps and you can see that in the credits. You'll see in all the films fake shimps, it gets used a lot. But that's yeah, that's funny. it's that, a, that's a big term now and it was all because of this. <laughs> there's a really
3: good bit with uh, I think Ted Ramey was in apparently like this insanely hot uh, suit where he's playing one of the Evil Dead there's a bit where he leans over to the side and if you pause oh, it yeah. just right there's a stream of sweat yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: that's when he plays Henrietta in the second one yeah, right yeah I really I Ranger. really
3: rate Ted uh yeah, Ted he Raymond. He's, he's in, in the Twin Man. Peaks as well. Yeah, in the Spider Man movie. I think he shows up in. Isn't, yeah.
4: I isn't think so like is the, like, the guy who works for the yeah, Bugle. He, he's in coming. the Bugle, yeah. He yeah, works yeah, for the Bugle. And, yeah, and I'm like, bugle. he looks like Sam Bailey. Yeah, like yeah no, they look like. Tough. Tough. And then he's also, really Windermale
3: kills him in Twin Peaks as well. And he's <laughs> like, he plays this, like, metal head sort of like drunk metalhead dude who's in a giant chess paste. Yeah. He's like, where's Obvious the beer, man? <laughs> you told me there'd
0: be beer. He's like, oh, don't yeah. worry. I already, about my coming. I already talked about my love for Intruder as well. Um, yeah, I think you were on it. Uh, and that's this like really amazing 80s slasher film about like a killer on the loose in a grocery store. And I used to <laughs> work in a grocery store and, it. and it just, it, I loved it. And, is that, that Sam's? Uh, so? uh, Sam Raimi, I Sam think, Raimi. helped write it. And Ted Raimi's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays like this guy who's just in the back chopping meat and stuff. And he's <laughs> just got like headphones on the whole time. And he's like singing along. It's so fucking great. Like, and he just doesn't even know what's going on. He's just doing all sorts of stuff. And there's all this crazy shit going on behind him. And he has no idea. It's great. And also the guy who plays, um, uh, what's his name? Like Jake or something like that. In the second film in Evil Dead 2, the hillbilly guy oh, you know, yeah. with Bobby Joe, um, he's, he's in Intruder as well and i was just like oh god yeah i should, like, yeah. I like I that he check uses this film yeah, yeah i
4: like that he uses the same people love. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I mean, it's really cool. I love
0: it
3: cool i love i mean I, to be perfectly honest like sam Raimi's, is like punk as fuck to be, be honest punk, the way yeah. he's like handled himself and he keeps it quite i don't know you know it's like it so started
4: fun. so yeah. and he's still here like I mean, what, like the only the, yeah. you know he's still doing evil Dead. he's yeah. doing the show which also yeah. really good.
0: Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I, I was recommend going
4: to ask
3: you guys if you've seen it. I, 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 seen I it saw yet, a but, bit of it. I I struggle with TV shows in so yeah. general. I, sh- I
4: saw the first season. And I thought it was really mm. good. It's more tonally more like oh, Army of Darkness yeah, yeah, more yeah. than anything. So if you, yeah. it depends on your leaning in really, the series. They, some people, they did
3: though. They followed through that notion that Ash is now like ba- basically he's like completely. Got such bad PTSD. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Doesn't give a fuck about it, and He's very yeah. quick to pull out a shotgun. Yeah, always. Yeah. And, ju- and so they've
0: also made him like a sex addict by the looks yeah,
3: of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. He got a lot of
0: problems on
2: that
0: show. I mean, he kind of is obviously a bit of that. Like, he's just very easy of like, give me some sugar, baby. He's yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. just oh, like yeah. throwing his girls aside. Yeah, by, by
3: Army of Darkness, yeah. he is very. He's, much a, right. he's a cartoon. You're all going to die. He he's yeah, a fucking. I
4: like, personally, I like how the movie. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, people. Too. I think don't. Totally. some people prefer. Like I, that's why I think Evil Dead Two is probably the best. It's the perfect like middle yeah, ground. I agree. Definitely. It's genuinely scary, but still really yeah. funny, and it
2: oh got just some of the most
4: insane. Moment, yeah, pieces.
3: where I think it's his girlfriend gets out of the grave and dances yeah. with like these really surreal kind of practical effects that like board that, that are somewhere that's in between like h- funny and horrifying. Yeah. And just like
4: that's where you want to keep you.
3: Uh yeah. I had a real bad experience watching that on Acid once. <laughs> just like that scene in particular really like really got to it. <laughs>
4: yeah, those movies are like, oh yeah, we should drop out to watch Evil Dead, and you would immediately regret it. Just yeah, for the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. camera work yeah, with, yeah. like just running through yeah, the forest and shit chasing you the what? whole time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why people, people still do that. People I haven't seen that w- replicated, like, yeah, ever was, since.
0: They were trying to go for these, like, sort of steady cam things where they were using these really, like, <laughs> shitty, rigs. shitty rigs that they made out of, like, pieces of wood and stuff. They were just sliding down and, yeah. like, apparently the shot at the beginning where the the evil dead is like coming across yeah. the pond. I mean, it's just like Sam Raimi's inside of a dinghy or something yeah, yeah. And, and Bruce Campbell's just pushing him. <laughs> I it's mean, great. It's so no punk, like the thing.
3: Yeah, no. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a small group of people's will yeah. just smashed onto camera. By or, any means you know, necessary. Yeah. It's, just like, it's like yeah. actually like this is a film that yeah. really like could only be made by sheer just like like and, and it, it's in the film it's so much fun because there's so much care yeah, gone into yeah it, they're know, having and it, fun
4: and you do well I'm,
3: it yeah I mean just sometimes you hear amazing. not. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is fun because yeah. they all obviously care about it they so much they just want to make
0: this amazing splatter film and they they, made, it, made, it, they yeah.
3: made like you know probably my favourite like uh, the thing I do prefer the thing but the evil dead is like close second uh,
0: for just, body horror sort of stuff no or just like just, horror just yeah. horror the yeah, first one. in all honesty
3: the second, second is my favourite yeah, but yeah. the first the first and the second are like they kind of uh, go uh, hand in hand, hand. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do, do. Yeah. one they're or two is essentially a remake same, yeah. Yeah, yeah no it is and it's how remakes should, should be it's yeah. like literally someone being like oh right I'm going to get a bigger budget and I'm going to do everything I would have wanted to do and I'm going to do it
0: better the film was originally titled Book of the Dead, and mm, uh, mm. when he came, when Sam Raimi came across uh, Irvin Shapiro, who was responsible for getting distribution for films like uh, George A. Romero's Nine Eleven Dead, mm. Shapiro convinced him that it sounded boring. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, it does. And he was like, "You don't want anything that sounds like it's got a literary reference yeah. or something. I don't like, want to read." I man. mean, even
3: <laughs> calling it like Necronomicon would have been yeah. a better idea than like the Book of the Dead. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, they've eventually set, settled on the Evil Dead. Um, That's an appropriate term, yeah, title. Shapiro helped uh, Raimi get distribution like in the international markets, and he also helped him get it into Cannes. Um, <laughs> Is that Cannes? That yeah. at Cannes? Fuck, and while yeah. it screened at Cannes, Stephen King saw it. And uh, he gave the film a rave review, which translated Mm. into many more critics flocking to the film and also giving it uh, reviews and stuff, which opened the doors to to New Line Cinema distributing the film. So yeah, and it screened here at the Prince Charles Cinema back in the day. Yeah, it was just one of
3: the only places you could see it. Yeah,
0: there's a picture of the radiograph in the front of the building, all decked out with Evil Dead stuff. I'll post that when this episode goes out. Also, uh, there was a really funny little... uh, like telegram sort of message that Shapiro sent out to like different people. I think he sent it to Newline, but it was about how it played here at the Prince Charles cinema and how much money it had taken. Really? It's really cool. Um, but it was used as an advert for The film, they just like, like we played it in London and it yeah. made lots of money. I've seen some weird trailers <laughs> so cool. for
3: this, and I have a feeling because, like, back then you literally couldn't really get away with showing, yeah, a lot of the content Anything, of the yeah. film. So, <laughs> I think it's kind of like that Pink yeah. Flamingos trailer where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't learn any and it's just yeah, people's no reaction to it. it. That's yeah, the best yeah. oh, man, that was a, that like, was a fucking weird film, well, that was the film <laughs> yeah.
0: wasn't it? I'd rather go into a film like that, man. I wish more films would do that, like, you yeah, know, so no,
4: now it's the opposite. I can fucking you the whole thing because they're Worried that you're going to lose an interest? Yeah, they'll they'll show you no the one whole does film that anymore
3: though. And if they do, you're kind of like you're calling their bullshit. You know, yeah. it's not going to be shocking. You know
0: you, gonna... know, you know. They show tell. you the whole film in the first 15 seconds of that pre-trailer trailer thing. You know, I exactly. hate yeah. that. I hate what that. Well, so f- that uh, yeah, that's the thing for yeah. YouTube yeah. Because, a trailer for a trailer. because you have
4: a countdown. You have three seconds before yeah. you can skip it. So they want to show you the trailer, and then you'll go. So you'll be like, oh, I'll actually watch. Yeah, but the they minutes. put
3: that when I've typed in. Um, random film official yeah. trailer. I don't, I don't need to, need to watch show 3 a. like a free second trailer. They should, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer. <laughs> in an advert yeah. or whatever.
0: But yeah. yeah, I'm already there. But mate. you get
4: trailers before trailers. It's just it.
0: <sighs> well, the first film ended up making uh, $2.7 million at the box office. Really? Which is pretty good because I think by the, by it the end of the day... Could cut like it was, $20. <laughs> it was like 300000 to $400,000 by the end with all the money that they were putting into. Like on top of extra money, budget, blah, 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 like to get it released theatrically and out international and all that. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. And it became a bit of a cult classic. Um, There was a lot going on with Sam Raimi, like trying to make films. He was doing this film uh, with the Coens like they wrote a film. I, I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, but he was having a lot of trouble just like getting, getting his his stuff off the ground and they were kind of like, well, there's always Evil Dead too. And I think he was kind of a, a bit reluctant at first and then he just decided to go for it. Thank God he did. Yeah, yeah. so Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, Dead
2: by Dawn.
1: Four years ago, in this quiet forest... In this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the theater of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead. 2
0: The second film in the Evil Dead series is part horror and part comedy. Picking up where Ash, Bruce Campbell, again, alone in the cabin, battling uh, the Evil Dead himself. And he's slipping into madness slowly.
4: Fucking slowly. It's him just <laughs> no, smiling just at reckon, the camera yeah. covered in blood.
0: Um, before the daughter of an archaeologist, her boyfriend, and then two others arrive at the cabin in search of the archaeologist. Stop going. Stop going, going to this cabin. Line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, is it? They were confused if it was like a remake or a sequel. And Bruce, Bruce Campbell's just like, well, we didn't own the rights to the first film. New Line Cinema owned them. And this was like a Dino D. De, uh, uh Oh, D. Dino D. Laurentius. Yeah. Dino D. Laurentis, Sorry. Oh, he, he he's say the Laura fucking Knight. best. I <laughs> love that guy. Yeah. He
3: produced so much good shit.
0: Yeah. So he was like, yeah, we had to retell the story. We had to remake the beginning. We had to get new actors <laughs> to do yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so they just changed a little bit. It went from being like five people in the at the beginning to mm. just two and then <laughs> and then they added <laughs> Shit. four more people. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> yes. So yeah. So yeah, Campbell said that it's a requel <laughs> now that's very common like fucking in, well Force Awakens in the recall yeah so there you go now. So. but like I was saying he was having issues getting the film made and stuff so uh, sure. Stephen King was like back again uh, Laurentis was doing producing Max, Maximum Overdrive okay, Laurentius was doing <laughs> yeah. that and uh, Stephen that's King directed true. that classic film go classic. see it classic
4: we should do a stephen king all night have we done that
0: yeah we've done a couple okay.
4: yeah um no, think,
0: yeah. maximum overdrive might have actually been in there as well that's why i'm that's thinking the I only think one that I'm he's thinking. ever directed okay we should do another <laughs> one because i want i need to watch um, christine <laughs> But yeah he he convinced uh de Laurentiis to to fund the film so he loved evil dead so evil dead too got off the ground I hated the shining but loved evil dead
3: oh stephen king yeah yeah, yeah. so Fair.
0: Originally, uh, Raimi wanted like the sequel that, to feature Ash thrown back into medieval times, but he was only On that allowed idea. a $3.6 <laughs> million budget, worry, so it guys. had to be scrapped. the You'll, film. Get there. Yeah. You'll get there. But yeah, he did end up obviously putting that at the end. They mm-hmm. were like, hey, just in case. Let's yeah. do it. Thank God. Um, I wanted more yeah, of him just the same story. being thrown around time. It, it, yeah, it is. is, but
3: it's like yeah. slightly different. But who it gives different. a fuck? Plot is irrelevant to these films. They're just... You know they're just there to sort of
4: like it's in the fucking title. Yeah, like-
0: yeah. Uh, he enlisted his old friend Scott Spiegel to help write the screenplay. Um, so Ash's fight with the disembodied hand that you mentioned earlier is amazing. Uh, that was based on a film that Spiegel made as a teenager called Attack of the Helping Hand, <laughs> which uh, starred Bruce Campbell as fucking, the hand. Of course. Uh, uh, God. Um. What so yeah, there's a lot of funny little bits they were doing with that. Spiegel had a lot of humor. There was a lot of humor that uh, Sam Raimi brought to the table as well. Cool. And even Bruce Campbell, they all sort of envisioned themselves doing comedy, I think. And they were just like, mm. well, you know, this horror makes a lot of money. That's a sort of entry level way into films. And they were like, we're doing a splatter but, film. But horror is funny. This not
4: my thing. Yeah. Like yeah. the ones I like have to have a bit of humor in it because otherwise they get really bored. Yeah, yeah. You, then you're just watching stupid I people mean, die.
3: You know, not, not, always. not always. I don't obviously. agree with that as a blanket. That is a universal statement. statement, but but yeah, which flash. films movie, like that, the yeah, least. they need a sense of humor, and this one's, like, fucking on point.
0: Yeah, well, uh, one of the best things that was brought to the table uh, was, with the comedy, was probably, like, some of the visual jokes they had, um, particularly, which is apparently, I think it was a Spiegel idea, where during the fight with the hand, uh, Ash traps his rogue hand under a like a bucket and a pile of books or a <laughs> pot and a pile of books. Yeah. And the book on top is a farewell to arms. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great, oh man. I've seen that so many times, but yeah. it just still makes me laugh so hard. That's Cause really you're funny. kind of like, you're just so mesmerized <laughs> by this insane fight that he's having with himself. It's pre, uh, liar, liar, and I was like me and Julia were sitting there just saying like man he has a real Jim Carrey face at times that like really yeah exp- he like, can, so can control men. his he eyebrows taken and- yeah um, it's that dark the dark eyebrows the thick dark eyebrows mm. I mean he looks like a cartoon character and he, he has does. this amazing he- fight with himself <laughs> he's the shit of himself yeah <laughs> he amazing. fucking
3: does he goes for it and it's, it's, it's such a good physical performance mm-hmm. especially in that part where he's fighting is that also when the moose head is or the at uh, the deer head is going absolutely yeah, crazy?
0: yeah yeah it's like a pee-wee's yeah. playhouse almost as well the, yeah, whole, right. the whole house is just going mental and he's just like ah, like oh, up and down it's, it's just so like good so much yeah. fun
3: i've always said as well like i kind of like to think sometimes that when the, when they're possessed they've they've still got themselves inside them and they're yeah. just like enjoying it as much as the demons are because yeah. those demons <laughs> yeah, yeah, are having yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I have to be in a horror film, like, be that one. take me there. like, Cause I'll be like fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think there's, right. a, there's a lot
0: going on there with that, you know, cause as it goes on, as more demented as Ash gets he, he seems to enjoy inflicting as much damage on the deadites as the deadites that's what I mean he just
3: yeah, he loves it, it. he's you like have oh, to. you wanna fucking go yeah. baby yeah. Like, groovy
0: um, speaking of things being inside of you possession blah 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 or just where you going going men, uh, there's a little homage to uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street did you guys know this oh. and, and Evil Dead 2 when Ash goes to the tool shed to get the chainsaw and stuff Freddy Cougar's glove is hanging up on the wall. No. And you can see it twice in the film. And this is because in A Nightmare on Elm Street, on like on a television, the Evil Dead is playing in the film. Oh, the yeah. nice. Night- so night a bit of a, handing like, it a, back. homage, yeah.
4: That's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. If you do a Nightmare upload, please can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> we talked about it a little shit. bit, I think, earlier but you know we didn't do Oh could we do the mouth yeah I love them. But um but yeah I mean that's like it's Bruce Campbell's favorite of the trilogy as well mm. I think it's probably but. my favorite as well I, although I love Army of Darkness Yeah I mean it's still totally different base. And silly it is. It's, it's just a comedy at that Yeah point. yeah I mean
3: it's yeah it's not really scary I mean it's got horror it's not trying to be elements yeah yeah. Element, yeah. 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 I mean that's the perfect so synthesis like you know it falls between comedy and horror perfectly because yeah. it is is intense like it is really. Crazy it is still very very and it's like you sort of If you, I think if you take a bit of a it's very easy to get caught up in all the fun but if you take a step back it's actually a pretty fucking horrifying portrayal of just yeah, one dude <laughs> absence is just, just like ruined <laughs> and forever. And it it's just one dude. Yeah. yeah. The whole yeah, ev- it, all it three is. movies they, you they, feel like they get rid of everyone pretty quickly yeah. and like let him just sort of...
0: Yeah, that's what's kind of cool about it is because he's like supposed to be this sort of like hero character, but he's thrust into it and he quickly has to turn into like this hero ruthless. against his own, like he's very ruthless and also he doesn't really save anyone like everyone <laughs> That's dies true. So no, it's he just, never it's saves good. anyone I yeah. don't think um, it made 5.9 million dollars at the box office, we have to quickly get into Army of Darkness real quick Go for
4: it. in an age of darkness
1: may God have mercy upon your souls, something's wrong something's amiss, and a time of evil,
2: you shall-
1: when the world needed a hero.
4: the one of us don't want to die.
1: What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelaces are untied.
2: He's a 20th century
1: guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This
2: is my boomstick.
1: Now, let's talk about how I get back
2: home. Foretold by a mystical
1: book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Platu Berata Nictu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Platu Berata. When the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: With the army of darkness.
0: You found me beautiful
4: once.
1: Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. <laughs> Raise the drawbridge. Hey, look out. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi, director of Darkman, comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness.
0: Army of Darkness, or I didn't tell you guys this one because I wanted to save it aka Captain Supermarket in Japan <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I, think I, my back I think I put uh, that I think I
3: one <laughs> that's a bit weird isn't yeah. it because that's a reference to the ending <laughs>
0: exactly
3: <laughs> yeah, fucking spoilers hey
0: he's a, he's uh a, it's S.M.A.R.T. at the beginning as well they is do oh, they do no. re- yeah they do they put it at the beginning um they recreate again the what the events of the film and you also have a third actors playing Linda <laughs> And it's Bridget Fonda, oh and a, the craziest oh. cameo ever. She was supposed to have a bigger role, but apparently they just didn't have time or budget or whatever. But yeah, um, the, there's an S Mart bit at the beginning. I remember. He's I like, remember I used that. to work at S Mart, like you know, I used to work in, you know, in retail or whatever. And it's like shop smart, shop S Mart. And then he he brings it up a lot <laughs> through the film might, as well. Like he does at yeah. the beginning when he's uh, when he's got his his shotgun and he's like uh, when he takes boomstick. over his this is my boomstick <laughs> it retails for 119.99 at uh, S mart you know I mean, it's yeah, made yeah. in michigan or something like that yeah, it's yeah. so good um yeah uh, army of darkness ash bruce campbell again thank god uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now. He, he finds himself trapped in medieval times in the year of 1300 AD. After he is believed to be the chosen one who would lead the people to the victory over the deadites, he must quest for the Necronomicon, which is his only key to getting home. Unfortunately, he releases the evil trapped inside the book and unleashes an army of the dead. Again again. <laughs> yeah, he's got to
3: stop
4: <laughs> fucking around with that book. Yeah, yeah literally, it's like really two really movies getting away learn. from it,
0: another movie getting back to it,
4: and it's just, it's never good news.
0: So, like all um, third films in a trilogy, great trilogies, Sam Raimi decided to go back in time. Uh, <laughs> back, to back to the Future 3. Back to the Future 3. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Why? <laughs> yeah, why was <would> this <laughs> a thing? That's not a great film, not, I'm sorry. And even all the just wanted to bring of of up. The <laughs>
3: It's the thing, it, it follows so many tropes of yeah. what like fading franchises but mm. just manages to keep its head like it's also yeah, kind of the
4: plot of uh, My Name is Bruce which he made like years later which oh, yeah. is like him on some with North Island and they think he's like Ash they think he's legit like action hero and oh, he needs yeah, to yeah. save them and he's like no no it's like Three Amigos sort of yeah. plot to it
0: well it draws a lot of references from literature you have like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by uh, uh Mark Twain there's Jonathan Swift's *Gulliver's Travels*. There's uh, in films like uh, *The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad*, *Jason and the Argonauts*. Also, *The Three Stooges* is even more prevalent in this, and then also Conan the Barbarian. So there's a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of references and stuff in the film, particularly like *Jason and the Argonauts*. My God, the like, I, I mean, we haven't talked about this enough yet. The the special effects, mm. uh, particularly in the second and third film, you have like Greg Nicotero working on stuff. I mean, these like the skeletons like stop motion stuff is amazing the chain, armies yeah, yeah. oh it's so cool such a cool film i mean and it's done so well um no it still looks it's great So fun. Yeah.
4: yeah
3: i mean it's yeah that just really sums up the third film is just so much fun yeah like, it's just fun you can't i mean yeah, ash is
0: we've thrown out the horror there is some bits apparently yeah. like the the in the pit, you know, uh, the pit bitch is what they called her. The uh, woman, the first person down in the pit, you see. Uh, that was not going to be in the film originally. And then well, they, it they originally was only going to be the one monster that Ash fights that you see. That was the monster that came out of the pit, basically. The uh, but the first pit, the pit monster woman, the which they dubbed the pit bitch, apparently, uh, is scared... Uh, Sam Raimi, so much when he saw it, really, that he was just like, Oh, that's got to be in the film. <laughs> like, I fucking forgot I would making yeah. a horror movie, <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of pit monsters, I had a hardcore punk band called the pit monsters because of this film, really. Wow. That's how much we that's loved cool. this yeah, film I, when I, I, I was like I a teenager, <laughs> groovy. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, this film was made after the success of uh, Raimi's Darkman. He was able to get about $11 million. That okay. was a great Yeah, film. I was going to yeah. ask
4: where Darkman fit into yeah, this trilogy.
0: Just before, but um, Dino De Laurentiis uh, and Universal, they he had like a two movie deal or he had two movies left like, on a deal and he was just like, oh, Evil Dead. Because Evil, Evil Dead 2 did really well. So it was just Captain like, yeah, Supermarket. Um, you can money. see in Asher's <laughs> trunk when he opens up the trunk to get all the supplies and stuff out. Um, there's Fangoria magazine, can be seen. Yeah, there. yeah. And that was just a bit of an homage to uh, to Fangoria for just doing so, so big, much for the original Evil Dead. Big enough. Yeah, yeah. they were writing about it a lot. Now, yeah. did you guys know that this film was originally going to have a different ending? Yeah. There's two different no, endings no. for it. Yeah, right I can't remember what it was. But so, obviously, we've got that the that ending later. where Ash goes back. Uh, he, again, fucked up the incantation <laughs> because, mm-hmm. of course, a deadite finds its way there.
4: <laughs> it just reminds me of the Treehouse of Horror where Homer has the time-traveling fucking toaster. Oh, and he uh, just yeah. keeps going back to the Jurassic period and, like, stepping on a bug or, like, killing a dinosaur. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, God, like, it just keeps getting worse <laughs> and worse.
0: Yeah. So the, the film's original ending, uh, Ash miscounts the amount of potion that he's needed to be able to <laughs> yeah, correctly yeah. return to his own time. And as a result, he wakes up in a post-apocalyptic future where human civiliz- civilization is uh, destroyed. And Dude. he basically just screams in dismay because he like basically overslept. Damn um, you. Uh, Universal Pictures, they objected to the climax uh, feeling it was too negative in tone. And they it's wanted the to be a little bit more optimistic. It's called the
3: Army of Darkness.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, <so laughs> it's evil Dead. You get yeah. fucking yeah. grip. <laughs> but hey, I mean, you know, when they released Ash vs. the Evil Dead 2, it picked up where this film left off. So exactly. There was a, I guess there was the, the idea. Literally, that yeah. That you could have had a fourth film where it took place in Britain in the future in post apocalyptic future. That would have been, was, would have been cool. Could, I just think wanted ben, I think, him. In the background
4: I wanted him to just be jumping around yeah. in time after oh, that. I could I have mean, had
3: definitely.
0: like a Margaret Thatcher dead eye. <laughs> <laughs> this film surprisingly did like the biggest the box office, you, you know. Um, it's funny because like, it, it feels the most culty of them all almost like the most B-movie of them all the most in inside-y
4: inside joke
0: yeah um, but it ended up doing 25.5 million dollars at the box office pretty, which is pretty good, damn good. pretty good yeah
3: first and and did Gemini Man make that much
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, played French. Duke Nukem yep. as a kid yeah. Duke Nukem is a really hilarious uh, <laughs> game that uh, happened it's to not aged well series <laughs> of games that hasn't aged well Um, but he borrowed a lot... The character Duke Nukem borrowed a lot of catchphrases from a lot of films, particularly Army of Darkness, because you have, come get some. (laughs) Hail to the king, baby. Yeah, that's the best. Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Uh, So yeah, you had all those... But Ash um, was that Ash was that meta
4: prototype yeah, horror yeah. hero, when yeah. they were like, it's "Oh, like fuck Dandy
3: this. Dan or something," exactly. He, and know? this was <laughs> like
4: post, like Arnie and Stallone. It was like we're getting away from the strongman <laughs> yeah. guy, and this was like the first one. Yeah, it's so good. Though I mean, he's films.
3: yeah, he's like a fucking cowboy, isn't
0: he? Really? Yeah. yeah. By the
4: yeah, he becomes because yeah, because he's, he's like, like, like a guy who watches these movies and then becomes that guy and then yeah. actually <laughs> found way. It's like fucking Roddy Piper and they live.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just. Such a and they live appears a lot in Duke Nukem as well. Those, yeah, those yeah. The so I honestly
3: yeah. was very shocked when I watched They Live and f- was like, Isn't that Duke Nukem's line? <laughs> <laughs> <Some> <laughs> You've done place. it the wrong way, yeah, yeah. Because I was up like, playing that shit when I was like, I don't that's know, like six or seven. Yeah,
0: that's essentially like my wife's perspective on like almost any film and stuff. It's so great. Like, it's just like, oh, didn't... Oh, that was like a Simpsons thing. Oh, isn't that a Wayne's World joke? Yeah, it's yeah. like, no,
4: they're parodying this. <laughs> it's <laughs> like watching uh, uh, King of Comedy after Joker. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is how... Oh, this is it.
0: like... This is a Joker, okay.
4: right? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing... Sorry, before we get off Evil Dead, when are, are we doing the remake? Well, are we nah. screening it, I mean? No.
0: no uh, not that nah. I know. Because I'm very curious about
4: watching it and I talked to Rob about it. He got really...
3: I think the first three quarters of it is really good.
0: You made me want to watch it. Yeah. No, I've heard good things about the the remake. I think Sam Raimi liked it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't Ash truck? Oh yeah.
3: Ash's car is just there, so it's like suggested that it's all gone down and (laughs) that that. But these these the Deadites are much nastier. Yeah. I think it was
4: trying to return legit to the
3: original horror. It's a horror horror. film. It is a horror. film. Also going back to
0: create create basically what could have been done had sam raimi had the budget and the technology to do a really insane horror film like that i mean mm-hmm. you know to each their own i mean but because sometimes i'm like well that means that you get rid of a lot of those amazing practical effects which i absolutely yeah. love uh, and we talk about it a lot and i get really upset of overly done cgi too, but yeah. at the same time if he kind of approves approves of it, that's great, and it makes me like more interested in seeing it. Um, but I also think, like, you know, what, where was I going? With that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's unnecessary. You're, missing, you're kind of missing yeah. the point. And it's yeah. like unnecessary,
3: but it does it does what you know remakes should do, and it focuses on something different. But again, um,
4: we'd argue that Evil Dead was already remade people yeah <laughs> i remember <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. and yeah. that
3: focused on something slightly yeah. different you know exactly. and top the comedy whereas mm. the evil dead remake turns it into like it's not fucking funny at all <laughs> you know there's no ash there's no like sick characters it's it's just like it kind of it kind of like strips it back and it's like yeah. yeah but actually get stuck in this situation it's not funny it's no, yeah, like, psychotic and horrible and and I think they do that well. It's yeah. not amazing, but I think they do it well. And the last quarter of the film is fucking travesty, but <laughs> whatever. You know,
0: yeah. What they well, do I mean, well they do. I, I'm a big fan of uh Sam Raimi's work in I even like Oz, man. <laughs> I really liked it. With the <laughs> I hadn't seen that, and oh, to be honest, did I that? didn't realize yeah. that he had done it like uh, until yeah. I, it. I saw something, and they were saying Sam Raimi he's You know, Oz is great and powerful. And I was like, Oh, really? I didn't realize cool, that was man. him. And drag me, drag me to hell. Drag me to hell is amazing. Drag me to so hell is good. So yeah. good. Cool. That's a modern horror. That no, yeah. feels Just like, drag like me he's
3: trying to, you know, revisit Evil Dead. Yeah, it's so good. for sure.
0: Uh, we need to wrap up final thoughts um, Spider-Man awesome. Trilogy
3: is still the best comic book movies ever made so <laughs> I fucking love you I do love I do <laughs> love fucking those
0: films yeah yes, um, Spider-Man two, 2 is fucking untouchable back to formula back to formula I love Spider-Man formula. 3 to be honest That's 3 I am like, yeah. I like it I'm is defender I'm partial to it 3
3: is not a good film I love it. It's great. I love emo Spider-Man
0: it's great yeah and Thomas
3: Hayden Church's the Sandman business is genuinely really good Yeah,
0: really good Fuck! Are we gonna Venom, to, Venom apologize? <laughs>
4: did you know? Oh wait, did you know? Cause Sam Raimi was originally going to do Spider Man Four. Yeah, Spider Man yeah, Three yeah. made all the money. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to open with uh, Spider Man taking Mysterio to jail, and Mysterio was uh, Bruce Campbell. And Ooh. it would be revealed that every character he played in those movies was the same guy. Oh. Oh, so the wrestling I, I, announcer, yeah. to the usher, right, this makes sense. to the
3: waiter. Because yeah. I watched a video. My friend sent me a video the other day of him in the third Spider-Man. I am French. <laughs> doing like a um, talking about basically how he gets annoyed when people come up to him like, "Oh, I loved your cameo in Spider-Man." And he's like cameo. He's like in the first film. What did I do? So like, I, I named the character. It, yeah. And he's like, it would have been the human spider. I named a whole <laughs> billion dollar franchise. The amazing. And then, he's like, and then the second one, and to this day, I'm still the only person who's ever defeated Spider Man. He did not that, get into I, that theater. He didn't get into that fear, did he? <laughs> yeah. Surely he's like. It's not uh, a cameo. You might <laughs> yeah. It's great. I'm important.
0: I love Bruce Campbell. I love he's so Campbell. Good. Without Bruce Campbell, this series wouldn't be a thing. I think he's. Bubba so, Hotep. He's, I recommend yeah, Bubba Hotep. Hotep. That's Hotep a really, really cool one. So good. If you like Evil Dead, Bubba Hotep is amazing. Weird. Yeah, um. I just think, like, yeah, Bruce Campbell is as important as anything else. But yeah, we need to wrap up. All right, guys, that's me wrapping up. I just want to say thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this entire episode. I hope you enjoyed that little walk down memory lane. And also, I hope you enjoyed that interview earlier with Bruce Campbell. Special thanks to Bruce Campbell again for coming on and joining us. It was amazing. Like I said earlier, if you want to win a copy of The Evil Dead on 4K UHD, just pop us an email at podcast at and tell me what your favorite Evil Dead film is and I'll pick one lucky winner so again as always you can always reach out to us at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram or you can pop us an email at podcastprincecharlescinema.com and say hi let us know how you're doing Uh, let us know how we're doing and yeah as always I want to thank you guys for your support throughout all this myself and Phil we're going to keep trying to entertain you throughout this next month of uncertainty it's an uncertain year but we're going to keep doing it as always, we'll be over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, giving out bonus episodes as well. So if you want to support the podcast over there, we did four episodes in the month of October and we'll be back with another couple of episodes that are hopefully really, really fun in November as well. So yeah, I love you guys. Be fucking careful out there. We'll be back next week. Uh, take care. Be safe. Bye.